Hey everyone, welcome back to Insecure Homegrown. This is Glenn. This is Bree. And we just want to start off by apologizing. It's been a busy few weeks. I'm sure everyone in life is having a rough time right now. But we're here, we're going to recap the last three episodes um, and go from there. So, Bree, how are you doing today? You know, I'm doing pretty great. It is the end of a semester, but this is my last semester. Your girl is a master out here pretty soon. Um, so I feel I feel wonderful. I'm, I'm looking forward to recapping the show. How about you? Yeah, same here. And it's funny in this episode, you know, PG County, I won't put too much out there, but you know, Pretty Girl County. <laughs> I know you out there representing Brie. That's all I got to say. Hey, when I learned that PG stood for Pretty Girl, I <laughs> just thought of all my AKA friends. <laughs> anyway, I didn't I didn't feel connected to it at all. <laughs> but, but shout out to all the pretty girls over across the world. <laughs> so this episode is going to be a little bit different you know we're going to be focusing on the arc of molly and isa uh their whole relationship as we see it slowly crumble apart over these mm. <laughs> past three episodes Definitely. um so i think it sounds like both of our uh, highs and lows are going to be centered around uh, molly and isa so brie do you want to do the honors and kick us off I sure will so of course we're going back to episode four so we're going to kick things off and some things that were kind of happening specifically in that episode is just more of Issa getting ready to have this block party. We know we're very close to the actual block party. The planning has been taking place, but Condola is nowhere to be found. And there hasn't really been much discussion with Issa and Molly about the block party to this point because um, we've seen their communication begin to fall off. But what stood out to me specifically in this case of Issa kind of planning for this block party and not having that help from Molly actually came during the uh the time when the whole group is together so tiffany kelly isa molly and the baby and well i guess more so the baby was upstairs with Derek. but anyway they're all downstairs they're all talking and there was such an just it was the dialogue to me that became my low point for this episode and what i mean by that is something basic was being discussed amongst the four and Molly's like, yeah, I love when Andrew does X, Y, Z. And Issa makes a joke, a joke that she would always make about Molly and a man. And Molly takes it to heart so quickly. And then fast forward just a few seconds. And Issa is asking about where something that she just folded up, where it goes in the house. And Molly goes, oh, you weren't here when we discovered that last week, but they go over there. There was no need whatsoever for Molly to say that additional kind of opening statement, right? Like she could have just told Issa. Um, so I think I was getting really upset at the petty nature of this back and forth. Um, I'm not even saying Molly is all to blame. I would say that Issa, in the way she's communicating with Molly, knowing that they're not in a great place right now, it's kind of tough for her to maybe make those uh, sly jokes, those slick comments like she normally would. Um, you control your friend when you're all in a good place. You can't control them when y'all have some talking and communicating to do that is not happening. Um, and I think that that actually goes right into my high, but I will let you t- share a little bit more before I talk forever. Yeah, I, on that point, I agree. The whole like friendship dynamic just changes when you're on the rocks with your your best friend. Um, and in particular, if you're in a friend group of more than just you and your best friend, some I, I I can speak from experience. Just like you, almost compete for the other friends. 
um, and you almost want to get, you know, your, you know, your best friend who you're beefing with, you almost want to get them on the rocks with everyone. It's kind of like that idea where it's just like, it's like you and your best friend are a couple. And when, as soon as you guys like break up or on the rocks, then you want everyone to hear your side of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you talk about the dialogue when we're t- when they were all together, but when they all break apart and it's like pairs, you have uh, Molly and Tiffany upstairs. It's like, as soon as something seems weird, uh, you know, uh, Issa or Molly is asking the uh, the other person like, oh, did so and so say something? Um, so yeah, it it was interesting to hear the dialogue um, and how friends, you know, when you're on the rocks, kind of act. Yeah, my top uh, that I was gonna mention for this episode was I appreciated some of the time that you saw uh, Molly making for Andrew, and that there was some time to just kind of develop that relationship a little bit. You didn't see too much of it. But the idea that you kind of see um, Molly strapped for time with Andrew um, kind of just kind of hits on how much, you know, Molly wants to make this work. She's not the best at this, but she's going to work at it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that kind of sets us up for later, you know, when the threat of Issa and her drama comes to, you know, Molly's, the forefront of Molly's mind, you can kind of understand a little bit why it's kind of like, okay, I don't want my stuff to be, you know, interrupted by Issa's drama. Right. So well, my high in this episode is kind of setting up for, you know, some of Molly's reasoning in later episodes. Yeah. And, you know, I like that you said that because I have been more likely in these past few episodes to just be anti-Molly, right? To quickly say, I don't like her anymore. I don't care about her or what she's doing, what she's going through. But it's actually nice to see this part of her arc because we would not have seen this with any other guy um, in previous seasons. And I think that that's really important to remember as Molly is the other main character. It's really Issa and Molly and everyone else is supporting in some way. Um, So I love that you made that point, especially because we're going to see more of individually what Molly's going through as this as this series continues in this particular season so it's important to to remember you know she is going through stuff and developing just like Issa is um I think from a on a personal standpoint I just identify with Issa more like working in a nonprofit space or doing something for your community and bringing music together I feel like I love all those things and am more likely maybe to to take Issa's working trajectory uh but hopefully not uh, I won't say personality, but just just character traits, you know, that that could use some work. And that's actually, I know I mentioned a low, but I want to actually tag in another one. Um, we see Issa's tenants in this episode more than we've ever seen, right? Like we've seen the guy who has quote unquote no dog. Um, we've seen the the mom and the son, but we see more people now who are all upset with her because the water has been shut off and Issa has no recognition that this was the day that was happening and you know we can charge into the busyness of of planning your own block party but you are also a resident coordinator or whatever her title is and so you have mind you mind (laughs) you her um i'm trying to think her like her handling apartment issues historically has been kind of poor yes i think it was when her and nate like broke up that she Nathan made her miss the, the the plumber or like the guy who was helping out with like the water outside or something uh-huh. like that. Mm-hmm. 
so, so side note, I just had to mention that. Just no, that's Isa good. is it's not just... a good <laughs> landlord, tenant manager, whatever you want to call it. Right. Management is not Issa's forte. And I think it's interesting to even watch her plan a block party because to some extent, if you're not managing, you're you're at least delegating, right? And maybe she wouldn't call it managing, but we we see in the next episode that she has someone kind of waiting on her and asking questions and, and handling things. So it's interesting. There, those are kind of like a combination of lows I wanted to point out. Um, honestly, I'm still thinking about what my high is. I don't want to be cliche about my high, um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll think about it a little bit more while you talk about your other part from the episode. And if I don't change, so be it. Okay. <laughs> so my low for this episode was the miscommunication between Molly and Issa. Um, it comes to a point later when um, Issa calls Molly asking for a favor. Schoolboy Q dropped out from earlier in the episode. So she's looking for someone with a connection to help her out, hoping that Andrew's going to be able to kind of be that, you know, that, that inside man to kind of, you know, get someone else for her. Um, and, you know, from Molly, Molly's perspective, she thinks about it. And so it was, the, it was the glimpse that you see that in Molly's face that she hopes and thinks that Issa's going to ask about how she's doing and how her stuff is going and that they're going to have maybe a quick talk. But it just ends up being Issa asking for help. Um, and so it was just, for me, it's just so painful to see that, you know, and especially like phone communications all is always horrible because you can never see like the other person's face and really see like everything, how they're feeling. Um, you know, if you thought like texting was bad, then it's like phone calls are a little bit better than that, but nothing beats like in face, uh, person to person. So Milo was just kind of like this missed opportunity to actually communicate and talk, which I think this kind of plays into the fight that, you know, comes up mm -hmm. next episode. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder what would have happened if Issa kind of caught the way Molly shifted um, on that call and just waited a moment to ask for the ask the favor. Um, but it didn't go that way. We will never know. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and stick with the high that I had before. And that comes in the form of Lawrence and Issa having a conversation outside of Tiffany's house. Um, really been enjoying their dynamic this season and I would say also in season three especially at the baby shower um it's just so great to see them try to to establish a friendship um despite everything that happened earlier in this series and you know again more jokes are sharing with one another and we see that Lawrence has news for Issa we don't get a chance to hear it um but I think it's fair to say that a lot of people probably guessed that he was going to say that, that he broke up with Condola. Uh, but we don't know for sure in that episode. But here he is just kind of being helpful and being honest, but also not stepping on any toes too much, right? Because I think he could have maybe gone ahead and shared it, but then realized that if, he, if Issa gets this info just before the block party, it might mean Condola is totally down for the count and Issa still needs Condola's help. I appreciated that consideration from Lawrence. Um, but also the, I think, um, just knowledge to say, let me let her go handle this on her own. Um, so it was just like, it was a nice dynamic and not just, I don't know, I don't know if I want to see them together again. Um, but I really am enjoying their friendship. Yes. I mean, I will go out and go and say, I do want to see them together. Okay. Um, you know, they're different people, different places now. Molly's 
doing her thing as we're seeing a few episodes. So I will go out there and say yes. All right. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> now, I think that brings us into episode. Oh, I just sneezed. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> brings us into episode five, right? We've been talking about Blog Party. It's finally here. Right. This has been building up from last season. You know, Issa and Nate, you know, him kind of helping to propel her to, you know, do follow her dreams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this has been building for a long time. And I already absolutely have my high for this moment, for this episode. Um, but it does not include our main characters. Oh, so I, oh think, I think I know. Yeah. I think I know what you're going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> But it's your go anyway. Oh, okay, okay. Dang it. You're going to keep everyone in suspense. Then. <laughs> <laughs> so my t- uh, my high moment was just kind of, I mean, reaching that pinnacle of finally seeing, you know, Issa achieve her dream. And hopefully this is just the start of it. But, you know, we've seen this has been building up for over a season now. We've been, you know, working towards this for the past few episodes. But to see her have an assistant, She's actively handing, handling issues from other people, kind of like maybe some of those skills from other from her previous job at We Got Y'all. You know, maybe some of those things came into play to kind of help her out. Um, but it's like, hey, we finally did this, finally made it. And shout outs to all the, like some of the real businesses. Sounds yeah. like I heard that in the after show um, that she highlighted. But yeah. yeah, it's not. Yeah. So my top isn't about Molly and Isa, but it's just about finally seeing what we've been waiting for for so long, Curly, following her passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice to see it come to fruition, to really watch, as Issa even pointed out with Condola, oh, this will be there, and this will be there, kind of visioning it, right? And we get to see it. It's very cool. And just like you said, with real vendors, also real artists, and a lot of people who are um, prominent artists on the Insecure soundtrack. So if you're looking for maybe, oh, where that music come from that I'm hearing here or there. It's likely an artist that was present at the block party, um, in addition to several others, of course, to build the whole soundtrack. But um, just to name two was uh, Darius Logan and Alex Isley. They both performed on stage at the block party and they're actually performers in real life. So um, nice. I love that. I love the way that Insecure does that with their music. Um, and shout outs to uh, Amine as well. Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh my God! <laughs> I knew I recognized him from somewhere. I was like, wait, who is this? Who is this? Singing I didn't know he was that tall. Right? <laughs> I mean, I guess Kelly's probably very short, but still. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for the segue, Glenn, because my top point is absolutely Kelly in a mall under the tent talking about what it's like to live in London and where she's from and I just every time I thought that scene would end it kept going and I was so thankful for that because I I laughed and I laughed and I laughed and (laughs) you've got Amina just being like wow they do things so differently (laughs) right we have two branches over here explained the branches of government Right. And I, I feel like you have to, like, I feel like Kelly had to be so annoyed hearing that being like, in finance. Um, I feel like she, being an accountant, she had to be so annoyed, so disappointed. <laughs> and, and yet she kept it together. And I just, man, when, when I, when we say we want to see more from Natasha Rothwell being Kelly, I think that's exactly what we mean. 
And it absolutely stole the show for me um, in this episode. I it maybe didn't steal the show. I think something more dramatic stole the show. But uh, <laughs> right. up to that point, yeah, up, up to that point, gotta give Natasha Rothwell her props. Um, really cool article from her on the cut. She got interviewed. Um, I recommend reading that. It's a pretty quick read. Oh, okay. Um, so our lows, our lows. What are we thinking? My low, I think, is the obvious. The whole the argument is my low. Yeah. Um, did you have a different one? It's actually uh, the same. It's the okay. same. Right. <laughs> um, you know, being, it was a great piece of television. I loved it. Um, mm. They had kind of built it up, and so it made sense. Um, but, yeah, you know, it just kind of, like, so disappointing to see such good friends uh, stooped to so low, you yeah. know, calling out each other's faults, using kind of like personal cuts in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, it's kind of like any friendship, you know, the stronger the friendship gets, you know, the worse potentially it can end because, right. you know, they know so much about each other and, you know, each person kind of has their own priorities in that moment. You know, Issa's just trying to achieve her dream and Molly's always been there by her side. So why would this be any different, you know, and, from Molly's perspective, I imagine, you know, she wanted to protect her relationship and try to steer clear of Issa's historic drama. Um, but they just didn't see eye to eye in the moment. And I will say, like, for me, the one of the bigger things that I that came out of this was the fact that, so I just wonder, like, it sounds like we didn't know that Issa was communicating with Nate for that long. Um I feel like maybe in this episode we saw Issa, she's like making like a, a burrito or something in the microwave. And so she like texts Nate um, on Instagram. But obviously, you know, they talked a little bit before or maybe Issa just sent a very short like message mm-hmm. to Nate to ask uh, Andrew about it. Right, right. We know there was at least a little bit of communication um, in order for Issa to get artist. And <laughs> she couldn't, she couldn't <laughs> rely on Molly, so she had to. And not being able to rely on Molly um, and Molly finding that out kind of via Andrew turns into the blow up. And I think the specific point of this low moment in the episode that stuck with me was Molly's decision to leave the conversation she's having with Andrew about Issa to storm into the block party and confront Issa publicly about something that absolutely could have waited. Um, you you it's just it's not the kind of thing i'm trying to think of when i've been so upset that i want to handle it in that moment but i actually don't even know if i ever have because i've probably decided to wait or if i've been that upset and did it in that moment the stakes were lower um you know you gotta you gotta think that maybe molly has not really thought about how much work isa's been putting in to make this happen andrew even said it to her during the block party they were sitting on that couch and he's like you know, look at this, like, look around, look at what East has been putting together. That could explain why y'all have been off. She's had so much going on and so much on her plate. Um, and Molly threw it all out the window. I think she, she really tried for a total of 30 seconds and you got to put in more effort than that. If this is really your best friend and if you really care. Absolutely. Yeah. So man, what a mess. (laughs) (laughs) What a mess. Um, I'm with you. And just the, the understanding like the gravity of the situation you know mm-hmm. to go storm over and you know start you know arguing with Issa like this is her big day literally like the fruits of her labor are like all are surrounding 
both of them and you know to kind of like think that their friendship you know to just throw it away that quickly and stuff just shows you know unfortunately how like sour things become yeah and and what happens when you decide to let all of the frustrations you have just build up inside of you rather than communicating them earlier i think go ahead so I was going to quickly point out that we had another moment for like a, another potential moment for communication. Mm-hmm. Um, there was that one scene where Molly brought like uh, a little tray of like, I think wings over. Yep. Yep. And there was like a few, a few moments to talk, but then I think the assistant came by and mentioned, you know, one of the artists was ready. Um, and so it was just kind of like, Oh, I hate to see like, you know, such needed communication just slip out, you know, grasp that quick. Yeah, yeah, that could have been a moment. And I guess to be fair, if you go back to the moment with Molly at work, Issa eating at the table from the previous episode, Issa, both this episode and Block Party episode, is kind of the reason why they couldn't get a chance to talk. Um but it, you also have to consider how focused Issa is on this event. So in the, the first occasion, she's about to have the event and needs a new headliner. The second occasion, she's actually at the event and making sure that the headliner has what he needs because that's what her, her assistant comes over and say, hey, Vince Stables is here, you know? So she has to go handle this. Um, the headliner was the key in both those situations. And even if it's at the worst time possible, I think, you know, can Molly take a moment to understand that? Can she step in Issa's shoes and recognize the importance of the moment? I don't know if she can. Right. And unfortunately, you know, she she saw Issa and Lawrence talking, but kind of, I, I believe she kind of probably mistook it for something else. But obviously it's kind of like Issa's work is so important that, you know, she had to get pulled away from talking to Lawrence, you know, to go handle something. Right. Um, so it's like, yeah, we as the viewers kind of see everything and see how much it's taking taking away from Issa. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, Molly, you know, I don't think she fully sees everything or at least, you know, doesn't fully appreciate how busy she is. Yeah, exactly. And that is a question that I would love to see answered in the next episode of whether or not Molly has this just opinion about Issa and her work ethic and the work that she's in and Molly maybe feeling superior so when she sees Issa getting some shine it might be uh, making her insecure about her professional abilities um I have I don't know I think that's that's one of those underlying like super deep-seated um topics that Molly might need to address and probably would address if we ever saw her therapist again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> good point good hopefully hopefully soon they'll like show us a snippet of that maybe on like the very last finale or something of this season hopefully it should be next week because it's all about molly and they could start with her in therapy and then right. she can go on this trip <laughs> yeah, I mean, self-care sunday can include a therapist so Hello. I don't know. <laughs> crazy all right so then getting into the last episode of this crazy arc and i mean i think probably even this week's episode is going to include it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but episode six, um, you know, start the episode. It's after the block party has happened. Um, you know, everyone left. She is, in the episode starts off. I really like the start because, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and admit this. I think this is actually like my high of the episode. Okay. The fact, just seeing her, it's another scene where Issa's 
in bed kind of ruminating over her thoughts over what's been going on recently um and i think you know some of the first things we hear are like some of the some of the words from the fight from last episode Mm -hmm. and so i just like the calmness in the visuals of it you know just kind of like ease of ruminating over everything it takes me back to the like the episode i think it was after isa broke up with nate um and she was trying to figure out like oh did he text me has he texted yet mm-hmm. and then she finally comes to that realization she can let go mm-hmm. um so i just like when the show kind of does this like inner monologue um of isa it's one of the few times there's kind of like just a calmness and you kind of get to hear some like inner thoughts and I get it, Mirror Bay kind of serves as well to kind of give her some <laughs> inner thoughts also. But this is kind of like, you know, I feel like we all have those moments. Like we wake up, you have your thoughts to yourself, you know, where you're just kind of thinking about the day, what happened the day before and stuff. Um, so I, I just like the imagery of it and how yeah. it shows us, you know, what's going on with Issa, how is she, you know, doing. Yeah, you know, I hadn't thought about that. I do think that was nicely done. And not something that we see in every episode um, and really important to to understand where Issa might be coming from after coming down from such a dramatic and potentially traumatic event um, just the night before. And so I think it was, it was definitely key to kind of get inside of her head. Um, so yeah, I like that too. Right. I know, I know it's a weird high. There's so many good things that happened in this last episode. Fun thing, maybe not good things, but <laughs> fun things that happened but, to me like as soon as I as soon as the episode started I was like seeing that I was just kind of like yeah I feel like this is kind of what I go through you know day to day you wake up you got your thoughts to yourself but there's plenty of other, other highs as well we could talk yeah. about but you know I your your high actually leads eventually to my high uh, which is Issa going back to her mom's house so first of all let me also already say her mom basically lived down the street and we ain't never seen Issa's mama until season four. <laughs> and I guess it just, we didn't need to maybe, I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's neither here nor there. I guess I'll let that go. But I was so glad to see her there. Um, especially because I think I personally probably try to deal with things myself or go to my friends and then go to my mother. Um, so even Issa's pathway to being, to going home was a lot like mine. Um, but I really appreciated their conversation because, of course, from the mom perspective, she can say these things about, oh, you were always this. You were always that. I believe this about you and this about you. And Issa needed to cry and, and hug somebody. And she could do that with her mother. And I was so thankful for that moment on a show where it's pretty much all about these 30 somethings just doing their own thing. Um, and parents just kind of get sprinkled in. But this moment was important, I think, crucial for Issa to continue to move on despite all the mess of the moment. I agree, especially in like a season where we're like getting more of her brother. Um, you know, it's weird. I think, you know, we saw Molly's family, I think in, I think season one, we saw like Molly's family. Per, per, I can't think right now for definitely two because of all the stuff with Dro and her parents doing the vow renewal. Right. But it's kind of like, yeah, it's interesting that it, it took so long compared to, compared to Molly. Right. To come to, you know, see Issa's kind of upbringing. Yeah, we've had so much of her family this season from her brother to her, mm-hmm. you know, call callbacks to their, like, youth and, you know, family holidays. 
so yeah that was definitely like a heartfelt moment her kind of going back home especially since she doesn't have molly there anymore to kind of help out right and especially because molly is the reason for some of this drama is the reason yeah <laughs> mom needed to be there so yeah definitely a high high moment for me if we want to talk about an extra high mo- <laughs> we're just getting very high to- tonight not literally only figuratively <laughs> only <years>. figuratively <laughs> was the wine and painting brie have you ever done one of these i wine- sure have i have sipped and painted uh, a number of times collectively really? yes <laughs> How about what you? was your favorite what's your favorite artwork i've never done these before no <laughs> um i can't even name a favorite artwork because i'm that bad um it i i literally it it blows my mind because you are given step-by-step instructions on how to make your painting look like the sample painting and i still end up with a sunset that actually looks like just a, a lot of sand like i don't even know how how my colors run together. It's brown when it's supposed to be yellow. I'm so bad at it. I'm so bad at it. But I enjoy that there is wine by my side the whole time. Right. And art is an interpretation. So, you. you know. Thank you for that. I feel better. Okay. One of my other really good moments was um, just a callback to, I mean, the end of the episode. Callback to season one. I think it's episode one in it. They have the Ethiopian restaurant market. Um, so it's just like, you know, for all of us super fans out there, mm-hmm. we know this is featured previously. This Ethiopian restaurant was like, you know, it's the spot where Issa and Molly go to dish, talk about everything, you know. Um, so to see them revisit it was kind of like, a, wait, I think I remember that place. Like, yes. that's where they always go. Yes. Um, unfortunately, it turned into a sour moment because I really wanted Issa to go through the door and just talk to Molly. But, you know, that's kind of how it is when you, you think you're about to go talk to someone and maybe you're beefing with them and then you see them smiling, like maybe giggling and stuff. And it's just kind of like, nope, it's not the time right now. Right. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of sad to see Issa turn around. Um, you know what? I, I, I'll i table it so that we can get through our lows, but I do want to talk a little bit about what your thoughts are on like whose responsibility it is to do what in terms of them talking again. Um, but, but we'll put that to, to the end. Um, so uh, any, any low points for you? Uh, my low point, I would say Mira Bay, just like being mean, <laughs> not being very helpful. You know, Issa's out here trying to be altruistic. Mirror Bay's not interested, but I understand it. Mirror Bay's like in the mirror, in the rear mirror, like you about to get slapped. You like, he gonna slap you. Like don't pay for her food. Don't even think about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so just Mirror Bay being, being bad. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Okay. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Putting it on Mirror Bay. Honestly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Issa should have listened to Mirror Bay. I, appreciated her trying to do these nice things i honestly didn't want her to i didn't want her to feel like this was how she had to uh i don't know like cope or recover with what took place it's definitely noble uh, and i won't knock the nobility of it for some reason i just i couldn't get behind her doing all these good deeds and maybe that's because they just didn't go that well Um, (laughs) but that that's my low actually specifically the last one where you have kyla pratt the kyla pratt Oh. playing 
playing the the bride and then her friends and you find out that it's all a game and they're they're befriending a stranger and dining and dashing and Issa was really enjoying their company and was starting to feel better about her day and they did her so dirty that the dream sequence I wanted it to be real so badly oh my goodness yes. <laughs> I forgot that they did dream sequence like sequences I forgot there was a possibility to that it was fake <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. It was so good. It was so good. Okay. Well, do you think though, where did the dream sequence start? Do you (laughs) think she like zoomed out the restaurant looking for them? I assume she did zoom out. (laughs) I think it was just everything up to the point that she got on her car. Yeah. I think after she got on her car, that was all part of the sequence. Correct. (laughs) Do you think she paid? Do you think Issa paid? Yeah, I think she had to. I think we can assume that she had to. So it was yet another L. And more reason for her to be angry enough for the dream sequence to show her taking the painting and putting it through that girl's head and just (laughs) screaming. I mean, I loved it so much, but I also was like, what's going to happen next? And then I I (laughs) just screaming like, I'm trying to censor it. You know, where the dudes at? Where the dudes at? Um, yeah, oh my gosh. I think that moment when she came out of the bathroom and saw that, you know, they were not there, mm-hmm. I feel like you need to improvise at that moment and you need to quit, just keep walking past the table. Yes. You know, if that's you, if that's me, you need to improvise very quickly. Don't stand around at the empty table that still needs to pay. You need to immediately just walk out immediately. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I felt so bad. Yeah, she's left with a bill for people that she'll never see again. so yeah absolutely a low i was so sad for her it's not very good representation from people from pg county oh well good thing i'm not from here (laughs) (laughs) good point good point i think yeah i think that's 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 my high and low that i have i guess we one other high you know this is the wrap-up of the you know of the arc so far of this Uh um just seeing at the end of the episode also before she goes over to the Ethiopian restaurant, um, you know, she looks around her apartment. She realizes how, I think she, you know, she realizes how nice it is. Mm-hmm. Um, she, and she kind of does a quick self care, you know, with herself. Yep. And so that was kind of nice to see, you know, Hey, I can just enjoy my nice place. Hopefully the water's running at that point. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and so it was kind of like nice to see her like relax in her own home for a little bit and just kind of appreciate how far she's come right yeah i i feel that too and i'm glad for that in the midst of the mess of the episode um it's good that she was able to go home and just say okay i'm still satisfied with this or that or i still have this or still have that acknowledging those moments um kind of like the 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 flickers of light in your dark times is so important and i love that Issa could do it and then you realize she's going to the ethiopian restaurant because she loves their food and she's going to pick it up and and cap this night off. She's singing about it. She's getting out the car. You know, she's hyped. Um, and just like you said, you know, real ones know that uh, that restaurant was in season one, episode one. Um, and then we see Molly in there. So this is the question I had from earlier. Issa really, really wrestles with if she's going in or if she's going back to her car. If she's going to go in, if she's going to leave. And... I'm sitting watching with a friend who says, no, Issa, don't go inside. I never vocally said anything, but internally I wanted her to go inside because I just wanted them to talk it out. Then I realized if you 
backtrack. I don't know if she said this with Kelly when Issa was on the phone, but you you think about whose responsibility, quote unquote, it is to initiate this conversation and talk about what went down. Who do you think needs to talk first? Ooh, that's a good point. I mean, I, I instinctively want to say Molly. It was Issa's big day. She had been dreaming about that so long. She worked so much to get there. Um, and when it came down to it, you know, it was Molly that started the argument, you know, that walked over. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like for those reasons, it's kind of Molly that kind of started the argument and this, you know, could have waited for any other moment and stuff. And when you know, you know how much this moment means to this person. So yeah, I, I do kind of feel like it was Molly, but you know, in any relationship communication is key. And, you know, sometimes you got to be the bigger person to kind right. of reach out. It doesn't feel good, but, you know, if you want something to last, you know, or move forward or even to have closure, you know, you got to reach out. You both have to be willing to reach out. But yeah, I do inst- instinctively feel that Molly should have reached out. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. I think I just watching Issa stand there kind of made me think, well, what's the big deal with her starting the conversation? If she really wants something to be mended between her and Molly. We all know Molly was in the wrong, but is it so bad for Issa to begin that conversation? Right. Um, I, I mean, I believe, you know, people's, people's bad traits can get in the way. Their hubris, um, you know, their pride mm-hmm. can definitely get in the way. And even if both parties have like a longing to reconnect and to resolve the issue, you know, people's pride can get in the way. Um, and that can make people do things that they don't necessarily want to do, you know, in the long run. Uh, you know, I think that's how people end up not, to, uh, you know, as mentioned this episode and stuff, like that's how people end up not talking for years and kind of, you know, losing touch with people when they could have had a good, long lasting friendship relationship. Right. Um, but I know, yeah, it's, it's definitely a difficult subject. It's tough. Um, I will also say this. Now that we've come to the end, this is kind of a, a prediction that I think I'm gonna that we're gonna see um, next week. I think because this was Issa's episode, and we really just followed her, and at the end she sees Molly. I think that the next episode, which is about Molly, will end with Molly going into the restaurant and probably seeing Issa and oh. pretending to be on her phone. That is such a good point. That is such a good point. Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> in, the, in the preview for the Molly episode, Molly's hair is just like it is in the restaurant. Oh, so, so I didn't see, I didn't see the preview. But yeah, yeah if you tell me that, then I, yeah, I believe it then. Yeah, so we'll see. But I feel like we're gonna, we're gonna watch episodes six and seven give us a moment yet again where communication could have taken place and the two characters choosing not to do it. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a good prediction. I need, uh, I don't know why I didn't watch the preview. I should have watched the preview. Yeah. Watch the preview. It doesn't give you much, but you know, (laughs) sometimes I I don't like knowing where we're going to go. Okay. Um, I just like being fully immersed in something in the new, but um, yeah, I could completely see that from the previous finales that they've done before that kind of mm-hmm. catch up in time. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a great like way to tell the story, a great like, you know, uh, storytelling moment yeah. or, you know, effective, you know, I, 
I don't make TV shows. I don't know. Whatever you want to call that plot device, <laughs> cinematography, camera moving. <laughs> I know they're going to do it well. They get paid the big, they're on HBO. So. They're on HBO. Okay. We know, we know they know what they're doing. But yeah, I think that that brings us to the end of a recap of, of three whole episodes. I think we did that pretty well. Absolutely. Shout outs, homegrown. We're doing <laughs> it. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone's life is so busy. We're going we're gonna to keep up on the schedule, make it through the season. We, I mean, we're over halfway. Like, yeah. We're, it's, oh man, I'm, I'm scared of how fast the season's going. I know, Final Four coming up, and I <laughs> truly feel like this could end any kind of way. So, oh, who knows? All right. All right. Well, thanks, you guys, for tuning in again with us. Uh, this has been Insecure Homegrown with Glenn. This is Bree. All right, we'll catch you guys next time. Yeah. Bye.